The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Welcome, one kele kile, now my welcome to Kiwi Knickknacks on Fresh FM, your top of the south community access radio station. I'm Lindsay Newman, originally from Cape Town, broadcasting from Nelson, New Zealand. Kiwi Knickknacks is about celebrating our 50 different cultures here in Nelson, Tasman. In today's show, we'll be out and about chatting to fellow Cape Townians Natalie and Wade Peterson and their children Dale and Blake about their long journey to Kiwi citizenship. While we wait to meet up with Natalie, Wade and family, here is Up Where We Belong with Jennifer Warns and Joe Cocker with the poignant words, The road is long, there are mountains in our way, but we climb a step every day. Lift us up where we belong 
Welcome to Kiwi Knickknacks on Fresh FM with me, Lindsay Newman. Kiwi Knickknacks is about celebrating and sharing our wonderfully diverse cultures here in Nelson, Tasman. One in five of us were born internationally. That is 20% of our Nelson, Tasman population, not including all the Kiwi babies born here to immigrants and people seeking safe harbour. For many, it has been a long, tough journey, for some getting away from troubled nations and the fear of everyday life, and for many seeking jobs and visas, all very drawn out and unsettling times. Today, we talk to Natalie and Wade Peterson, who are now living in our region with their two young children, Dale and Blake. Hello, Natalie and Wade, Dale and Blake. Lovely to have you on Kiwi Knickknacks on Fresh FM, radio for the community, by the community. Welcome and congratulations on finally getting your citizenship. How do you all feel about becoming Aotearoa New Zealand citizens? Thanks, Lindsay. Um, yeah, it's just a wave of relief. When Wade called me that we received it, I just sobbed on the spot. It was not expected. It's actually amazing. It's a, been a big milestone for us, um, especially because when we left South Africa, that was our goal. You know, mm-hmm. like if we're going to leave, we're going to make it worth it, you know, to yes. try and make sure that we stick it through. So it is, yeah, quite a big milestone. Yeah. So Natalie and Wade, you've had a very different experience receiving your citizenship documents. Can you tell us a bit about this? Um, so uh, basically I was I, I just got home from work and I was just checking through my emails and then I came across an email from um, I don't know what kind of department and it's kind of strange you know because um, you get all these spam things and things but then I checked it and I was uh, quite surprised because it happened quite quickly um, I think within four months of us putting our application through online we were already receiving this wow. letter that we're going to be citizens yes. and uh, that our certificate and things would be printed at a later stage um, which at that stage I immediately called Natalie and told her um, yeah and we were really excited to receive that news. So Natalie tell us your, your what the other side <laughs> of the phone call was like. I was excited initially mm. and then as soon as I hung up I just whoosh Burst into tears. Burst into tears. <laughs> just like a floodgate just opened. And when do you get your papers? 26th of June, we got it. Oh, you've got it? Mm. I want to see it. It's arrived on my birthday, the 1st of July. So, thanks to COVID 19, as always, the ceremonies were cancelled this time or this year. Um, so, I must admit, it was a bit of an anticlimax. Mm. <laughs> 
positive and negative like i think there's a part of me that was kind of dreading the ceremony like would i be a puddle of emotion would it be weird like swearing allegiance to a queen like you know like we we haven't really celebrated it and um the kids are like when are we going to have our ceremony and we've just sort of said oh we'll try and put the housewarming and the citizenship together as one big celebration and We've all sort of picked out a tree that we want that's native and uh, we'll put that in our garden when we move. Oh, so that's kind of like our plan. So it's sort of like a suspended celebration at the moment. Yeah, so that'll be really cool. So you've been in Aotearoa, New Zealand and Nelson Tasman for quite a long time. Where are you from and what made you decide to make your home in New Zealand? So I suppose six and a half years doesn't feel like a long time. Uh, relatively speaking but yes South Africa beautiful Cape Town was home we lived on the west coast and Sunningdale four minutes away from the beach beautiful views of Table Mountain that was home and we just felt because of the rolling blackouts and the crime and challenges around universities that we felt someone had to make the difficult decision you know it's always going to be the next generation mm-hmm. isn't going to want to do it because of the family and we just realized someone needed to break the cycle mm-hmm. and uh, the, the I remember the day I was sort of sitting on the couch four months pregnant with my second child and I was just watching universities being destroyed Mm. and Wade walked in the door and I'm like I'm ready it's time let's go Mm. so that for me was the catalyst that I realized the tool for the children to leave was being destroyed and so it was kind of like we had to just bite the bullet and do the tough stuff yeah really really hard isn't it yeah Mm. yeah I think the um it just got to a point where um we were looking at at a crossroads we're looking at if we need to make a change and move, it needs to be now before we, you know, not eligible and too old and mm. those types of things. And it just became one of those decisions that's like, um, you know, moving forward, where do you see yourself within the next couple of years or five years or 10 years without obviously just having a young family? Yeah. And yeah, we decided to take a chance on it just because of um, all our travel and things that we've done before. We knew that there are options and it doesn't always have to be set in stone yes. with all the all the issues that you know living in South Africa brings you mm-hmm. know so that's what made us decide just to go for it and our little motto is just like you know go for it you don't know until you know so you know make your next decision the best decision and just yeah. go for it it's really really brave moving so far yeah away. yeah um, did you come straight to Nelson or did you start somewhere else We started in Tamaru for 18 months, mostly because of job opportunities. So because my son was five months old when we moved, Wade was stay-at-home dad and I was going to do full-time work. And that was really the first place that offered a salary that could support that arrangement comfortably. So that's why we chose that. There was no other, there was no part of New Zealand that we knew we'd never come before. It was purely a CV choice economically stable, politically stable, low crime rate, great support, very child and family friendly. So it made it like a really easy decision. Yes. So yes, Tamaru was the first stop for us. Yeah. And then from there you came straight to Nelson? Straight to Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. So we just felt like because Nelson has 
more connection with the rest of the country. It just felt like a better, smaller city than going big like Auckland or Christchurch, which doesn't really appeal to us. Yeah. And would you say Nelson reminds you a bit of Cape Town? It really does. Like a mini Cape Town, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of similarities, yes. Yeah. What was your road to residency like before you finally became citizens? Yes, so when I reflect um, on the whole journey, it's it's sort of been like right into high school days. I started this process of changing the trajectory, you know, to mm. make this happen. Doing sciences, to rejecting scholarships, to yes. go to, to universities that were more recognized internationally. Yes. Um, so that was kind of, it was always my intention to emancipate myself from Mm. turmoil South Africa as much as I loved it (laughs) at an early age at 16 I really actively took those steps so being pregnant Mm -hmm. um, at the time that we made the decision and as well as still running my own private practice in South Africa I decided to hire a company to help us with the residency process yes Um, it seemed like a lot at the time but it was so smooth that we essentially qualified for residency the second we landed in New Zealand. Wow, And the second we had an address, we got residency. So it took us about three months to get that document. That's amazing. Because we had enough points for that at that stage. I know it's different now. So all the hard work was paid for. Because I was like with a priggy brain, I was just so worried that I was going to make mistakes. And in the background of that process, I had to do a physio registration with mm. a physio board. And yes. that was a epic task. So I know most people just deal with residents. <laughs> um, I had to do this registration document and it was like a full submission document of everything I've ever done as a physio. But I'd been a 10-year physio at that stage and it included my five years at Boston. Wow. So that in itself kept me super busy while being pregnant, while running my own practice. So I was happy to just let them do the collating and dealing so I skipped that part. So then did you have your second child before you came to New Zealand? And did you effectively have two kids and nappies on the plan? Correct. <laughs> yes. In hindsight, I'm like, I must have been crazy to do it. Like in hindsight, I'm like, would I do it again? Because it was so hard. Mm. It was so painfully hard. Yes. But I'm glad that we did because literally things changed so so shortly after we arrived so yeah residency is like essentially we had it like immediately um, and then permanent residence followed two years after that and then it was just three years down and then we were eligible for citizenship well you've worked hard and you certainly deserve it yeah <laughs> That was a challenge. So, um, traveling, my son was five months old and my daughter was two and a half on the plane. Mm -hmm. And it's not even the plane that's hard, it's the airports. They are so family unfriendly. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got a child strapped to your body, you're managing luggage, you have to walk what feels like kilometers mm-hmm. like suck and puck you yeah, know, like yeah, just, yeah. you're like a mule yes. like I remember sweat just dripping mm. down the back of me and I think we were only in Joburg at that stage and I was like boarding a Qantas flight and there's like this kilometer long line and you know they're stopping you because you have sterilized bottles and water in your bag and it was just awful mm. you know so that wasn't fun 
I think the flight itself, it took me 11 hours to watch one movie between breastfeeding, <laughs> changing diapers. But we made it. Yeah, so the airports were tricky, especially when you kind of landing and the kids always fall asleep as you're landing and mm-hmm. now you've got an unconscious six like 16 kg yeah. two year old and you've got a pull bags so and yeah. it was just like there was we were both holding a child and like how do we do this uh, so it that was the hardest part yeah actually yeah, yeah. and Wade what was the experience like for you traveling with small children um, oh man, it was it was quite exhausting to be honest. Uh, yeah, it, it it takes a toll, especially because everything is new, new surroundings. You always kids obviously also have to try to burn off their energy and things that they have to do. Whereas you can't do that on a plane, and you there's only so many so many hours of screen time and things that they can do. So it's finding stuff to keep them entertained. And also because we had a, a baby traveling with us, you yes. know, made it made it more challenging finding places to change and, you know, all of those things. Um, but I think just having each other, you know, and leaning on each other kind of made made the difference. Like if, if you're doing this, you can rest so that when it's your turn, we swap over. Yeah. Um, I think that made a, made a big difference. Yeah, completely. The actual physical journey was the hardest. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I think for myself, I set my mind on the process as a marathon. I still remember saying in my interview, how do you eat an elephant? Mm. One piece like, at a time. Yeah. And she was horrified. <laughs> and I'm like, not literally, this is a metaphor. But, yeah. you know, it was a very African metaphor. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I think managing that expectation made that process feel bearable. Yes. You know, it was, but you're kind of just holding your breath all the time, right? Mm. Um so yeah, and I can't say, even though we've had citizenship, I still think it's going to take a long time to stop that holding your breath habit of, yes. a, a, am I really safe here now? Is yeah. this really home? Yes. You know, it's it's going to take a while for that feeling to go away, yeah. I think. I suppose it's like that feeling when we first came here and we were so used to living behind bars and if you heard a noise at night, you'd wake up and like, what's that noise and who's trying to get into the house? And that didn't pass very quickly when we first came to New Zealand. No, I still don't think. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's going to take a long time. And that sort of awareness and that vigilance sort of like in you, Mm -hmm. you know. So what has it felt like living in the community? Have you felt welcomed? Yes, definitely. Um, Richmond is home. Um, I feel very much a part of the community. Um, I feel supported by the other mums at school, you know, Mm. people supporting my business, people supporting Wade's work. Um, It's just because we're in the community and supporting the community, we we get back back as well, I feel. Um, So, yeah, I definitely feel like a part of the Richmond community yeah yeah and Wade what was it like for you um living in the community it's a it's a difficult question because um initially when you come you 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 obviously you know nobody you know so you have to make an effort to actually get out in the community and meet people which Mm -hmm. is not it's very different for people that live there so um 
Yeah, initially, it's always people are nice and friendly and open, but we always look for that deeper level of connection. And uh, it took us a little bit of time to find that. But once we did, I think we we settled right in quite quickly. Yeah, That's wonderful that you both work here and your businesses are connected. Yes, 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 it is. It is. And and we're serving the community. So it's a a great thing um, to do. What was nice is when the, the mums came over to visit about two years ago, it was really nice for them to kind of see the space that we're in. And, yes. and I remember my mother-in-law saying, they'll be fine. Because as we walked down the road, every time someone passed us, we knew them, they knew us, we were greeting when we went to school, all the parents. And she kind of could see that we were at home. And so... That's also a nice kind of affirmation when yes. your family can see that, you Absolutely. know, so um, I put their mind at ease. And, yeah. yeah. How did you adjust to living in a place so different to South Africa? I think you've kind of said quite a bit of that, but how, how did it feel? Yeah, no, it's, um, I suppose it just takes time yeah. and a lot of acceptance. Yeah. You take the good with the bad. I love the fact that I can walk through Rough Island with my dog and just be so safe and it's so beautiful or go to any number of beaches and be alone on the beach and not be scared that I'm a sitting duck or I can walk down the road with headphones in. You know, so that safety factor supersedes any of the other conveniences that I miss. Yes. And when you were a stay-at-home dad at that point? Yes. So when we came over, um, because of Natalie's career, we, we thought, we've got a young baby. Let's have a look at what the situation looks like with childcare and things at that point. And it was just kind of, what can we do with the money we have while she's working? And then looking for the spaces of what we can do with the kids, opportunities we needed to kind of work with. And then... Yeah, so again, like you were on the plane, sort of like having each other's backs. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's yes, really, yes, really yes. cool. So what do you miss about South Africa and are there ways that you compensate for this in New Zealand? You know what the funny thing is? I miss the food the most. I know this sounds terrible because like my entire family is still in South Africa but because of WhatsApp and Facebook. I just feel so connected to them. But the food, like I miss ocean baskets so badly. (laughs) The food palette took a really long time to adjust to. The ways that we've compensated is we've got some biltong spice Mm -hmm. and that goes on all the chops and all the meat and yeah, even the chicken. So that definitely helps. Yeah, otherwise, you know, we just get the occasional Budavos or the occasional Biltong. And there are people that live around other South Africans that make really yummy stuff. But then also exploring the Kiwi stuff. And, you know, just the other day we made blondies. What are blondies? It's a white brownie, essentially. (laughs) So white chocolate. (laughs) White chocolate, yeah. Well, no, it's it's just not not chocolate. chocolate. (laughs) It's blonde. (laughs) Yes. Um, you know, so exploring, yes. I suppose, again, that sort of fusion. I do miss the, the physical beauty of South Africa as well. Um, like, I look forward to taking the children home so they can see and feel and experience the... It's a kinetic energy Don't and grit it. that yeah. is a... It's like a vibration that mm. Africa does. Yeah. Um, and I miss that sometimes. So, yeah, I look forward to people, the warmth. 
know, it's not all bad in South Africa. There's a lot of good that we miss. And and I look forward to the children connecting with that and realising that identity that's part of their DNA that stuff you can't take it out and that's what I'm trying to make them understand is that uh, New Zealand's our home but your origin story is always going to be from South Africa yeah absolutely yeah and what do you miss about South Africa Wade are there ways that you compensate for being away and living here in New Zealand Um, generally I'm a family guy so like being with my family is what I live for outside of work and things like that yeah we do most I do miss lots of things especially the food food is like one of the things that we do miss but we make sure to have um, sometimes special occasions and things that we do and uh, we'd often try to find out recipes and things from back home we try to recreate them not not always successfully but but you know we try yes. and um, also looking at getting the kids into things with their heritage and talking to them about um, the different animals and things like that they yeah. do they do love finding out about our experience growing up there and uh, bringing that to them and hopefully taking them back to have a look at where we came from. Yes, and I know Africa will always be in your hearts and blood like it is mine. I hear we share a favourite song, African Dream. So let's listen to African Dream sung by the Nlovu Youth Choir. Continue to entertain the hope that there has emerged a cater of leaders in my own country and region, on my continent and in the world, which will not allow that any should be denied their freedom as we were, that any should be turned into refugees as we were, that any should be condemned to go hungry as we were, that any should be stripped of their human dignity, as we were. Oh, in my African dream. 
Welcome to Kiwi Knickknacks. If you've just joined us, I'm Lindsay Newman on Fresh FM Radio for the community by the community. And Kiwi Knickknacks is all about celebrating and sharing our rich diversity of almost 50 different cultures across Nelson, Tasman. Today, I'm out of the studio with Natalie, Wade, Blake and Dale Peterson, talking about their family's long road to citizenship and their new life in New Zealand. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can download the Kiwi Knickknacks podcast from the 3rd of August. So Natalie and Wade, we've been talking about your very windy road to residency and finally citizenship. So how does it feel to finally have that piece of paper in your hands? Do you feel like Kiwis yet? I've always felt at home here, you know, Mm. we've made our home over here. Um, And uh, yeah, it it feels good that it's that it's official, you know, Um, I think that's the big thing and the big takeaway for me. Yeah, I just feel like we have ensured our future, especially for our children. And I think there's a saying in Maori about it's the bones of your ancestors that we stand on. And now we will be those bones. And I think that has just been so foundational because it's been hard and culture shock and different work ethics and all of that stuff. But that guaranteed future and that black passport and all the doors that it opens that has sunk in yeah and black and dale so how do you feel about being kiwis now um odd because it's just a piece of paper i think being a citizen of new zealand is still the way i felt when i wasn't a citizen because it wasn't just more happy when I was actually still citizen of my home country and it but I didn't like the sound of traveling but I was not happy about like taking pictures and getting ready for it it just still makes me feel the way I do feel now like upset well, being a citizen is a bit great since I love being a citizen since it's super good. Yep, Well, I feel nice being a Kiwi of New Zealand since I, since New Zealand is a good place. And also, by the way, I don't feel like a Kiwi which is nocturnal at nighttime. I feel like a Kiwi person. That's all. So what do you and your family enjoy most about living in New Zealand and especially our region? And what do you do in your leisure time? What's there not to love? Like there's so many beautiful things to do. The kids, I love the freedom that they have to play. And literally there is just an endless supply of outdoor opportunities to enjoy. Walking, beaches, Abel Tasman, it's it's also beautiful so that that's what lights me up yeah yeah i feel um for me it's just everything is um, you know far enough but close enough finding that things are so different the different kinds of beaches and things that you can explore if you like caves you can do caves if you want to go beaches you can do beaches you can do forest walks there's just so many beautiful things to do and if you need a bigger city environment i mean you hop on a flight quick across to Wellington or drive across to Christchurch or whatever it is you know it's it's central sunny most of the time and um, it just kind of fits for us yeah I like going to time zones on the museum and also I like to be going out in the garden on the trampoline and the hoops and 
I love frozen yogurts and the beach and the dog park. What I enjoy in New Zealand is that there are very many native animals in it and they're all beautiful and it's safe and I still miss South Africa though. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Dale. So thank you for listening to Kiwi Knickknacks on Fresh FM, broadcasting across the top of the south on 104.8 Nelson Tasman, 107.2 Nelson CBD, 88.9 Blenheim, 95.0 Eastern Golden Bay, and streaming to the planet on freshfm.net and on the accessmedia.nz app. Kiwi Knickknacks is on every Sunday at 8pm New Zealand time. In closing, and in celebration of the Peterson's citizenship, we're going to listen to Stan Walker's Aotearoa. For now, keep well, loop lekker, hambani kakuchle, haere tu atu, hoki tu mai. Here's Stan Walker's Aotearoa. No te whenua o te atua tātou, ahakoa no ia mai koe, ka whawhai tonu mātou
The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.